Today's episode of Uncle Mikey's Storytime is brought to you by Naps. Now you know here at Uncle Mikey's Storytime, we don't advertise for things that we don't use in our personal lives as well, and let me say it now, uh, any longtime listener of this show knows I've been advocating on behalf of Naps for a long time. Naps lead to less tantrums, less grumpiness, less anger, eventually, and let's just call it like we see it, less grounding. So if you're looking to remain happy, cool, calm, collected, like Uncle Mikey, you should try a nap. Even if you're not feeling tired, just take a nap. Today's episode is also brought to you by Ice Cream Soup. From the same team who brought you ice cream, this time spun around in a bowl with a spoon for a while to make it more like the consistency of soup. Ice Cream Soup, it's thinner. Welcome to Uncle Mikey's Storytime. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to a very special birthday episode of Uncle Mikey's Storytime. I am your host as always, Uncle Mikey, uh, and I am so excited to be here, ready to tell you a really fun story. Wow, it feels like it's been a long time since I've said that. Actually, I know that it's been a long time since I've said that. I did the math before the show. It turns out it has been 555 days since I said that, which means it's been 13,320 hours since I've said that, which means it's been 799,200 minutes since I've said that, which means, and bear with me on this one, it's been... 47,952,000 seconds since I've said that. But I mean it. It's good good to be back. Now, like I said up front, today is a very special birthday episode of Uncle Mikey's Storytime. Uh, That's because today is February 12th, 2021, what I consider to be one of the best birthdays that a person can have. So if today is your birthday, uh, round of applause, clap your hands. Anybody who's in the room with anybody who's having a birthday today, make sure that you clap your hands for them. So if you are in the room with actor Josh Brolin or author Judy Bloom or rapper Gucci Mane or former President Abraham Lincoln, all of whom today is their birthday, make sure you give them a round of applause or at the very least wish them a happy birthday. Congratulations to everybody born on February 12th. I hope you get a big cake. All right, like I said, we've got a special story today. Uh, exciting news. This is going to be exciting to a lot of the Uncle Mikey Storytime fans out there because I know there have been a lot of requests for this. Uh, but we do have sort of a spooky, scary, um, monster kind of story today that I think everybody's really going to like. Um, so get excited for that. Uh, I, I don't know if it's the most birthday appropriate story in the world though I guess I guess if you think about it it is it is kind of about a birthday right the sorry the story is Frankenstein by the way we're going to tell the story of Frankenstein you know Frankenstein right he's like the big green guy he's like a monster um it's got like bolts in his neck and green skin I think I mentioned that already um Looks a lot like the guy from the Munsters, or maybe like the guy from the Adams Family, or, you know, I think if you're like squinting, he could probably look like the Hulk, 
just because they're both green. Anyway, if, if you don't know who Frankenstein is, ask your mom or your dad to show you a picture of Frankenstein on their phone or um, internet-ready device, and uh, you'll, you'll be like, oh yeah, that guy, I, I recognize that guy, he's all over the place. Yeah, very famous, one of history's greatest monsters, I'd say. One of the most famous, at least. One thing I think that is really interesting, though, about Frankenstein, um, or at least what we think of as Frankenstein, is that almost literally everything I just told you about him is not true. He is not green, uh, he does not have bolts in his neck, and, get ready for this one, his name isn't even Frankenstein. Frankenstein, as it turns out, is the name of the doctor who built this monster. Uh, the monster doesn't actually have a name itself. It's just kind of referred to as the monster or the creature. I'm probably going to use those two names interchangeably while I'm telling this story. Um, but I just think that's so incredibly interesting that in the original story, uh, we've got a creature uh, not named Frankenstein. We've got a doctor named Frankenstein. Uh, the monster's actually like yellow. And now all these years later, we got a big green monster and we call him Frankenstein. Go figure. Another thing that I think is pretty cool about the book Frankenstein is that Mary Shelley, the author who wrote it, wrote it when she was like 16 years old. Which, I guess if you're like 5 years old, 16 probably sounds pretty old, but it is not very old at all. Like if you're writing a whole book when you're 16 and it's like an all-time classic, that's that's pretty good for 16. I'm not going to lie. When I was 16 years old, I liked to skateboard and drink soda, and that was it. I didn't do anything cool like write a classic novel. I don't think I could do that now, and I'm way older than 16. So, you know, good good job, Mary Shelley, for writing this, you know, beautiful, scary novel at such a young age. She actually wrote it... Um, at a party, a novel writing party, which is the kind of weird thing that people did in the 1800s. Uh, so she was at a, a novel writing party, and actually somebody, she wrote Frankenstein during this party, and somebody else wrote the story that eventually became Dracula. I think that's true. I'll, ha I'll have to look it up. I remember hearing that. I'm sorry if that's not true. Anyway, Guys, uh, before we tell the story, Frankenstein, you know, this is since this is the first episode of the new year of 2021, I thought it was important to take a look back on the year that was, 2020, what we just all lived through, and um, maybe do a countdown of the top three jokes that were told during 2020, you know, sort of a best of. So here it is, the number three joke told in 2020. Uh, this one must have been told by a fan of the show, because, uh, you know, obviously we did, well, this, well. Anyway, here is the number three joke of 2020. Why is Cinderella so bad at soccer? Why is Cinderella, who you know from a Uncle Mikey Storytime podcast episode, why is Cinderella so bad at soccer? Because she always runs away from the ball. Cinderella can't play soccer because she always runs away from the ball. Hilarious. 
Our number two joke for 2020. Uh, what do you call cheese that doesn't belong to you? Number two joke for 2020. What do you call cheese that does not belong to you? Nacho cheese. Get it? Not your cheese. Nacho cheese. Love that joke. And the number one joke of 2020. Are you ready for this? The number one joke of 2020. Why didn't the pony sing a song? Why didn't the pony sing a song? It's a good one. It's a thinker. Because he was a little horse. <laughs> because um, like a pony is, uh, it's not a horse, uh, but it looks like a horse and it's a long time. He was a little horse. And also like if you're a little horse, your throat, so you wouldn't want to sing. Uh, that is, that is really good. I'm not sure who wrote that. Uh, it doesn't have, my card here doesn't have credits, but, uh, good job to whoever in 2020 wrote that joke. That is an all time classic and one that people are going to be telling for years. All right. Let's start talking about the story Frankenstein. So our story opens up in the North Pole of all places. I know it's kind of hard to believe. Nothing could have really prepared you to hear that sentence, but yes, the story Frankenstein starts at the North Pole. Uh, there is a ship of sailors who are cruising around the North Pole when uh, they see on a distant piece of ice, I guess connected to a mainland somewhere, they see an eight-foot guy on a sled being pulled by dogs go by. And they're like, what was that? This is in the middle of, like, nowhere. All of a sudden, eight-foot dude on a sled goes by. And while they're all, like, scratching their heads, wondering who this guy is, suddenly, somebody else goes by. This guy's a little bit, like, more normal-heighted, just a normal-heighted guy. Uh, and they're not able to, obviously, like, catch up to that eight-foot dude, but they're able to catch up to the regular guy. And so they stop him, and they bring him onto the ship, and they're like, hey, man... What was that all about? Uh, we saw you chasing after an eight-foot, looked-like monster dude. What are you guys doing up at the North Pole? And the guy's like, first of all, thank you for letting me on your ship. It is freezing out here. Um, I'm feeling very sick and weak after a long voyage. Uh, let me lay down in bed and regain my strength. And I'll tell you the whole story of how I ended up here at the North Pole chasing after this eight-foot monster. So everybody was like, cool, perfect. And they gathered around his bed, and he said, let me start at the very beginning. And everyone was like, oh, boy. When I was a child, he said, I had a very nice family. And we played outdoors often, and I had... A cousin who was pretty cool and I had a younger sibling who I thought was great and my whole family loved each other it was terrific and everyone was like okay and then Dr. Frankenstein told him about how he went to college he went to one of the best colleges uh, in the world for science and learned 
all about electricity and how electricity could be used to bring things that had died back to life. And it had sparked his imagination that uh, maybe he could use electricity to make himself a new friend. I mean, as if this guy didn't have enough going on for him. He had a lovely family, uh, great education. He also wanted to make himself a new friend. Pretty audacious, if you ask me. So then Dr. Frankenstein starts telling these guys about his, uh, his new plan, right? He's going to all these different graveyards, and he's digging up all of these graves, and he's grabbing a leg from this guy, an arm from this guy, a head from this guy, ears from this guy, this guy's nose with this guy's teeth with uh, that guy's big toe. And he takes all these different parts from all these different people and he goes back to his lab and he sews them all together to make it into one really big uh, monstrous person. And he, he made them really big on purpose because, you know, there are some parts of people that are pretty big, like an arm or a leg uh, but then there are other parts of people that are pretty tiny, like an eyelash or a fingernail. And he figured if he used really big versions of everything, it would be the easiest to reconstruct. You know, he wouldn't get sort of caught up in the finer details. So that's why he ended up with such like a big creature. So anyway, he sews this guy up, straps him down on a table, uh, and then just like waits for a storm and basically invites a bolt of lightning to strike him so that the electricity from the lightning would bring him back to life. Or I guess bring him to life for the first time. This guy's, he's like a, an amalgamation. He's not really one person. He's a, a lot of different people all shaped together like one guy. Anyway, so eventually this lightning strikes and wouldn't you know it, this creature that was sewn together, this hideous monster starts to move and he starts to breathe and he starts to uh, make noises and he starts to snort. And very quickly, Dr. Frankenstein realizes that he has made a terrible, terrible mistake by creating this hideous monster. He sees the monster sit up and immediately runs out of there. He is He wants nothing to do with this hideous monstrous creature because it's so scary looking and the monster sits up and he opens his eyes just in time to see dr frankenstein running out of the room and he he's like wait 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 where are you going i thought we were going to be friends buddy but dr frankenstein doesn't even turn around to say goodbye he just runs out of there as quick as he could leaving the monster uh awake alive but by himself to figure out everything. So Dr. Frankenstein runs as far as he can, which is a couple towns over, uh, and he goes and he visits a friend of his, and he is just so overcome with grief over what he had done, bringing this creature to life, that he just basically lays in bed for the next year trying to get his strength back. Kind of like he's doing right now on this ship, telling the story to these sailors. Anyway... Dr. Frankenstein is laying in bed for about a year. During this year, the monster is like traveling around the hillside. He is trying to just kind of like enjoy life, learn as much as he can. 
He's eating apples, which he enjoys. Uh, he spends some time sort of observing a family, watching how they interact with other people. The family that the creature is observing brings in a stranger who doesn't speak their language, and he's able to observe the family teach their language to this stranger, and then in turn learn the language himself, so he's able to now communicate with other people. He is smart enough to realize that anyone who he ever interacts with or who sees his face is immediately terrified and runs away, and that brings him a lot of sadness. Uh, he is obviously hideous. Nobody is comfortable looking at him and runs away every time they see him, and it makes him sad. So what we have here is like a monster who's able to speak to people, who has ideas and thoughts and dreams and really just wants to be part of society who is rejected everywhere he goes uh, including by his own maker by Dr. Frankenstein who he hasn't seen since that day. So like I said the monster is sort of living in the hillside right now trying to avoid society as much as possible but also trying to learn and figure out kind of what his next move is in his career. And one day he runs into this little boy who introduces himself as uh, Dr. Frankenstein's little brother. And the monster, upon hearing this, realizing that this is his creator's younger brother, he just, like, loses it. The monster gets so angry and so scary that he scares the little boy, and the little boy is just, like, scared. He's frightened and... His family comes and finds him, and he's just so scared. And then Dr. Frankenstein gets there and sees his younger brother, and he's like, I know exactly what happened here. He knows that there's only one thing in the whole world that could have scared somebody this much, and it was the monster that he had created about a year ago. So Dr. Frankenstein is very upset right now. He has created this monster, and it's terrorizing his family. And he doesn't know where it is. So he goes back to his lab. But somebody's waiting for him there. It's the monster. The monster went back to Dr. Frankenstein's lab and waited for him to come back from visiting his poor, scared little brother. And that's when a confrontation happens between the two of them. And Dr. Frankenstein says, You can't go around scaring everybody. And the monster says, I don't want to scare anybody. This is just how I look. And Dr. Frankenstein was like, wait a minute, how'd you learn to talk? And then the monster was like, I read a lot of books. One of them was Paradise Lost. And the monster said, why did you make me if you weren't going to be my friend, if you weren't going to be there for me? Nobody wants to be my friend, not even you. And the doctor kind of felt bad about that. Dr. Frankenstein was like, you're right. That was actually really messed up of me to do that. And I really, really, really regret it. But I'm not going to be your friend because you are so ugly to look at. And I, I just can't, I just can't put myself through that. And the monster was so angry. He's like, you know what? If you're going to treat me like a monster, then I'm going to act like a monster. And basically the monster at that point, just like, like inhibition to the wind. He was just running around, scaring as many people as he could, popping out of trash cans hiding under the bed, he was in closets, uh, definitely in a lot of attic situations, um, just scaring everybody anywhere. And I think Dr. Frankenstein kind of felt 
really responsible for that. And, and he was right. He was 100% responsible. He was the one who made this monster. Uh, so he kind of made it his life's work to track down the monster uh, and capture it and stop it from scaring all of these people. Uh, so he kind of traveled around Europe hunting down this monster, uh, which obviously like led him all over the place and eventually up to the North Pole where he was chasing it across these icebergs when these ships stopped him. Bringing us to the present day, of course, where the Dr. Frankenstein is explaining to the crew of this ship why he's chasing after this eight-foot dude. It's because this eight-foot dude has been terrorizing all of Europe because Dr. Frankenstein created him out of body parts and lightning. Anyway, uh, Dr. Frankenstein is not going to make it. He is at his last breath here, uh, and he says to the crew of the ship, look, I'm not going to make it. I need you to hunt down this monster in my name, even though you just met me, and stop him from scaring all these people. And then he died. And the rest of the crew was like, they were all about it. Like, they were going to go do it. Um, but then it turns out that the monster was actually on the ship, listening to the whole thing, probably. Very sad to see Dr. Frankenstein die and never be able to be friends with him, that he decides that he's never going to scare anybody ever again. That's kind of like the end of the story, you know. Uh, we, we never really hear from the monster again because he's not scaring anybody anymore. And Dr. Frankenstein has uh, unfortunately died hunting down this monster. Uh, so he's out of the picture. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the ship crew was really doing up there. So I can't speak to their success or really what happened afterwards. Um, yeah, good story, though. Asks a lot of good questions about what it is to be a person, but I think most importantly, it answers a, a big question for us, which is, should we dig up a bunch of bodies and then use electricity to make them into a new monster? And the answer is no. That is not a good idea. It sounds like the kind of thing that you almost immediately regret doing. So thank you, Dr. Frankenstein, for doing it so that we can all learn from your mistake and never try to reanimate the dead. All right, guys. Well, that's uh, that's our story for today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope everybody whose birthday it is today has a fantastic birthday. And yeah, I'll see you guys sometime soon. You're the best. Uncle Mikey, out. Thank you for listening. We hope you join us again next time on Uncle Mikey's Storytime. Time.